What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey, and we are talking about the Walking Dead World Beyond. Um, so when the season started, we were covering the shows individually, like we usually do episode by episode, but then real life happened and the holidays came around and Casey does not know how to stay in one place for too long. She's been all over the place traveling. So we got a little bit behind. So what we decided to do instead of recording the rest of them episode by episode, we're just going to go ahead and discuss the entire uh, second season. Uh, picking up in episode three or episode four, which is where we start stopped with the individual recordings. So um, first of all, hey, Casey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. We just saw each other a few minutes ago. The podcast team, all of us who are in Atlanta, we just got finished having our holiday brunch. We did a little gift exchange, which is why we are decked out in our, you know, holiday gear, like I have on like a Santa Claus sweater and I've got Christmas tree earrings. Casey has custom, you know, she got to custom make her own stuff, care of cards if you guys haven't checked her out yet. But she has on her typical Michonne wear, but Michonne has on a, a Christmas hat, hat. <laughs> which I think is so cute and it's not typical. It's not red. It's a green Christmas hat. Her, um, the, the hilt of her sword is also in green. And then you see uh, Michonne with the with her two walkers all around the shirt and the two walkers are in red. It's a really cute shirt. You guys have to see it. But um, yeah, so we are all decked out. Oh, don't forget her, I'm sorry. Katana earrings. Her katana earrings. If you mm-hmm. guys don't know already, Michonne is like her favorite character. So she- Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so we just saw each other about an hour ago. We had brunch. Nope. And uh, I think we have the itis, but we're going to get through this episode because we, we're going to make it because <laughs> I sure was like, oh, I should have said I need a nap first. <laughs> Maybe a good 10, 10, 15 minutes, you know, and then come back. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it through. We're going to make it through because we have to talk about what happened in this season and specifically that series finale. But the first thing I said, I said, we were going to do video on this one because I needed y'all to see. Gone ahead and say it, Casey. You were right. I was about right about Huck, Huck right? <laughs> I was right about Huck. You were right. And I was kind of sort of right about Elizabeth too. Like Elizabeth, yes. yeah, I think she's a little bit cold, but she wasn't doing all of that stuff because it was something she wanted to she was doing it, you know, she drank the CRM Kool-Aid. She was thinking that what they were doing was for the greater good. And we will get to that because I think even with everything that happened over the two seasons that we've seen the show, they did Elizabeth dirty. Elizabeth got done dirty and that goddamn jaded. Every plan need a fall guy. <sighs> yeah. So we'll talk about it. But She probably didn't think she would be the fall guy. And especially, especially not by someone that she brought in to make sure everything was on the up and up. I'm telling you that damn Jadis. One thing about her. She always got a plan, a backup plan for herself. She got a backup plan and she she adapts. Oh my goodness. Make sure she come out on top. Because even when, even if you go back to the walking dead, remember when she double crossed Rick now. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's yes. what I was thinking of. I was like, I should have known she was going to double cross, but 
I mean, even from the first time she appeared in the episode with Huck, I was like, yeah, this is some, this is about to be this push and pull here. Cause she came in like, yeah, your mother brought me in to, you know, check some things out. And the way that she was talking to Huck, you know, we find out in this season that when Jadis was brought into the CRM, that Huck is actually the person who trained her. Right. And then it's almost like you take the person, it's like where the teacher, I mean, the student becomes greater than the teacher because Mm. it was evident through all this, like Jadis was a civic Republic military person through and through. She's hella loyal. Like I've never seen her kind of loyalty since she's been introduced into the show, except to maybe the scavengers. But the way that she was, in this series and just the subtle microaggressions she had towards Huck from the moment she got there I was like yeah Huck is about to she's about to make sure her sides are switched but I think she was staying in one because she needed I think she needed to see with her own eyes that the stuff that Hope and Iris was telling her about the Civic Republic was true Right. She had to see that with her own eyes because when that's something that you have been brought up in and this is what your mission is and this is what you believe, for someone to come in and dismantle all of that, it would be a hard thing for her to just all of a sudden be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with what you guys are saying. No, this is this is something she held dear to her heart. Like she really believed in what they were trying to do. And on the surface, I think they were trying to do the right thing. Again, we have to remember what was revealed towards the end of the series is that the Civic Republic military, the stuff that they were doing, they were doing without the knowledge of the Civic Republic, like the whole entity didn't know what the military was doing as far as eliminating Omaha, about to eliminate Portland and all this other stuff. So I believe her intentions were pure as far as wanting what was best for everyone. But we saw it when her mother talked about what happened to Omaha and what happened to the campus colony. And then everything that we found out after that, how those things were actually planned. And from what Jadis explained, it was because this alliance was draining the resources that they had. And sooner or later, they would all be in the position where most of our people that we've seen are right now, you know, the Alexandrians are struggling. They're struggling for food. They've had to deal with, um, you know, conflicts from other groups that has kind of depleted their resources. And the CRM was trying to, um, you know, they were trying to prevent that with them, but they did it by eliminating hundreds of thousands of people. And we're about to do that with the Portland colony as well but you know our group had to get in there and and in that jada said they saved uh, what kid is that she was like we ain't kill no kids i ain't seen no kids they killed them kids while she talking about trying to uh make it not seem as bad as it was because i ain't seen child the first come from none of them and we Same know people that there were came. a lot of kids in the campus colony yes what so, the kids are? you know They're not think- out in the world I think that's one of those things that she tells herself so that she can sleep at night. Because like you said, I didn't see any kids. Like they specifically, when we saw them 
in the aftermath of what happened to the campus colony, they were only looking for hope. They weren't looking to save anybody else. Right. And you think that whole city of almost 100,000 that we saw at the beginning of season two with the walkers coming toward them, you really think they took the time to evacuate the children? Because here's the thing, if you evacuate the children, but you don't bring their parents or the people who are taking care of them, how are you going to get all those children out without causing a stir? She was lying. Yes. Let me tell you. And also the same number of helicopters that went is the same number that left. Where where are you going to put all these kids at? Right. Here's the thing that really pissed me off about Jadis, though. Because at the end of the season, in that last episode, when she and Huck were squaring off at each other, Mm -hmm. she talked about how people are a resource. She took one of Megan's sayings. People are a resource. People are a resource to justify why she wouldn't uh why she wouldn't do certain things but you have no problem with them killing off an entire community of a hundred thousand people and you're about to do it with portland i think they said portland had like maybe eighty five thousand. you're about to do it with another and the method with which they were doing it gas really you just it, it was just but wasn't horrible. that gas that 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 gas what because that's the one, one she put um uh, i don't remember his name the little the guy from the first first episode who we thought they killed off yes kept him alive all this time no just, that actually wasn't him that was um that was one of the guys i think from dennis's culling um no that, was the, no, that was the guy from of the campus colony when he was objecting like and then remember he went to elizabeth's apartment afterwards and when he was escorted there was a guard waiting for that's that guy i thought they killed him and i thought he was one of the other guys okay okay that was that guy so they have kept him alive to use him you know for their experience but but that's the gas that they used that they ended up exploding was the gas that they used on him I know, but uh, girl, I was just like, you have the nerve to say people are a resource while at the same time justifying why you guys are killing other people because because there was a drain on our resources and we have to do what we need to do to make sure that we save future generations. But weren't all of these, but weren't all of these, all of these kind of colonies were self-sustaining, correct? If I'm not correct. They may have gotten a few things from the CRM, from their main campus, but I don't see where they were, gimme, gimme. It wasn't like they was making food drops and, you know, all those types of things. No, but I I think maybe, and again, we don't have a lot of information about these other communities because this was a limited series. So we only focus mainly on the CRM and our people from the campus colony. Right. But um, I think... Maybe what she was talking about, because I'm sure for the community of 200,000 that made up the, what we now know is the Philadelphia colony, they are in Philadelphia. We see that at the end with Jadis and Silas speaking, and they're kind of looking out over the Philadelphia skyline. So I think maybe what they were doing is this community of 200,000, maybe they gave the other 
community like the ways to start kind of like Georgie did with the hilltop and maybe they were trading back and forth but I'm sure as far as like the medical supplies and those things the Philadelphia community and the CRM will probably keep in tight grabs on those so they were probably like okay you know what if we have to continue sending them medical supplies and this or whatever I mean, I don't know. Again, we don't really know much about how the alliance worked and what they were trading or how they were exchanging things with each other. But I don't know. I just felt like in a lot of ways, like I could understand Jadis's point of view or what she says the CRM was thinking as far as the draining of the resources with all those many people and blah, blah, blah. I can see it because right now they are still in a world that's devastated by zombies. So the main infrastructures aren't back up. You don't have the power lines working. You don't have the grids working and that sort of thing, except for maybe in limited amounts. So I can see how that might cause an issue, but enough to justify genocide. Uh -uh. I just don't see it. Because then what's going to happen when your little 200,000 grows? When those people start having more children and more children what are you going to do then are you going to call every few years are you going to make like a hunger games type thing where only the worthy i mean it's one of those things where if you start justifying killing people in order to keep your resources you're going right back to the way things were before and we see how that turned out over and over it was just a lot like i like i said i kind of understood I understood the method, but it's it's kind of like we have this discussion when we talk about our Marvel shows, okay? Thanos, in theory, he had the right idea. Like, we we can understand. And I I guess you can kind of compare it to what Jadis is saying about the CRM. Like, there's too many people for the resources that are available. But do you justify killing people in order to preserve those resources? It would be the same as, you know, saying, oh, yeah, Thanos snapped half of the population out of existence. Yeah, things may have been okay, but there are still consequences that come along with that loss of life. So they could have did it a different way because, I mean, to me, they could have just said, you know, get them to the point where they're kind of self-sustaining, like the Commonwealth, get them where look, we'll help you a little bit. At some point, our resources are going to end for you. Mm-hmm. And then you got to be on your own. So then that way they can go out and find survivors that know how to do like our, our main group knows how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, at that point, it's up to you to figure it out for your own city or your own community or your own, because that's literally what they have done since the beginning. They right. found their community and they made it work. Because like in our main show they they haven't had any help from a, a, a commonwealth or a crm they literally made it work they mm-hmm. they it was better once they got into the i don't know the triangle yeah, like, mm-hmm. with the with the kingdom and hilltop mm-hmm. so that still worth that was them being self-sustained figuring it out mm-hmm. but they ain't kill nobody because they was running out of stuff no, we send out, we go, we go out further and look, we go different places we haven't been before. I mean, you literally have the entire United States to figure out. I mean, yes, you've 
gotten everything within maybe a 20 mile radius but then that's when we start going out further a little further and then oh i ran into another town like commonwealth or any of these other ones and let's see what we can bargain to get our people what they need and kind of what you know um eugene is trying to do but that's a better alternative than killing every damn body (laughs) and that's another you know thinking about how the shows intersect because they did confirm on talking dead they're like okay yeah even though these three storylines are separate the CRM is the consistent thing. And then they pull things from some of the other shows into that show to kind of show how they are connected. So the part where Dennis and Huck were talking and he was talking about his friend who went out on a mission and he had his family had a, a cabin in the uh, Rockies. And he was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if he ever stood there. So that cabin is actually talked about in season six of Fear the Walking Dead, it actually shows up. No, uh, or season seven, season seven, the current season. It actually does show up. So they show that there's some intersectionality with the shows, but they're still keeping it separate. Right. But, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because the way that they ended the show, the way that they ended the Walking Dead world beyond, this can't be the end of these characters. They can't no. be. Too many so, sins. Not Way only too- that, you have Iris and her group who are approaching Portland so that they can warn them about what the CRM are doing. You have Hope and her father still back in New York trying to continue the work of the scientists. And they have the scientists from the CRM because they did destroy the CRM. Um, you know, they have the scientists who are going to continue to work on either I, I don't think they're working on on a cure they're working on a way to stop the reanimation process so that the walkers once they die they stay dead that will be I think that's going to be key in rebuilding the world they have to stop the dead from coming back first mm-hmm. okay so we see them doing that you see Silas taking on a role in the CRM partially to keep himself alive because they would have killed him with Dennis But at the same time, I think he wants to figure out exactly what it is that they're doing. And he's trying to be the inside guy. But my fear is that even with Dennis's last words to him, he said, remember, no matter what, you're not one of them. them." I have a feeling wherever we see Silas next, that's going to be part of the conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like at the end, when we saw him in the CRM gear with the, the hood and they, they were telling him to go to the helicopter, I feel like that was a little bit of a time jump because mm-hmm. he's already a soldier here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just something about the way his face looked. Like, okay, this is who I am now. And I really, like Silas is one of my babies. First of all, oh, let me say this. I'm so glad all four of them survived right <laughs> not completely intact because elton did lose the arm which girl when i tell when that happened all i could think about was if she hadn't have taken his damn toughy stitch suit he would have been all right he would have been all right he would have been all right but that's okay they're all alive which i'm glad for because you remember when we first started talking about this show went right after season uh one started we weren't too sure about the show. We were like, mm, okay, 
okay, we're going to give it a try, but I'm not sure. I wasn't feeling it. And then towards the end of the first season, I was like, okay, I like it. I like it a little bit better. So this season I was full in because I felt like we were seeing the growth of these characters. And of course, like I said, keeping in mind, these characters had all been sheltered before they went out into the world. So we were learning with them but we had the advantage of knowing what's out there. They didn't. And that was a little bit of the irritant for us at first, because we were like, why are they making this? And Carl wouldn't have made this decision and such and such wouldn't have made this decision. Right. They didn't have to grow up the way that Carl did. So being able to watch them maneuver the things that they were learning and then seeing them become their own people and them having their own agendas, because at the beginning, we saw Hope and Iris as a sister unit. We see that they work best together. In this <laughs> season, we saw them splinter just a little bit, but not enough to break that bond, but enough for them to, for them to realize with each other, okay, this is what's important to you. This is what's important to me. We both have the same goals. We're just trying to go about them in different ways. And instead of fighting each other on that, even though we saw a little bit of conflict, it was to the point where they were like, okay, you know what? In order for us to make this work, in order for us to save the world, we can still do it together, but we have to be a part. It was that maturity and saying, okay, you know what? I have to let you go. Mm-hmm. Holding you back is not helpful for what we're trying exactly. to accomplish. So I really like the journey that we saw them each go on they started to try and throw a little bit of romance in there with with both of the girls and I'm kind of glad that none of those panned out although I didn't want to see Percy die but when they started talking about the future I was like one of them about to die I didn't think it was going to be ain't that always what it is you can't have hope in this damn (laughs) because that that, yep because Noah remember all the hope he had for uh I'm still salty about him Okay, but I'm just saying, anytime anybody get a a glimmer of, oh, this future. Right, because I mean, we lost Percy that way. We lost Dev that way. You know, he was trying to help Will, got shot in the face, which that was horrible. But we got to see some other strong characters come out of all of this. So we did get (laughs) Indira and her group. And even though that old pansy ass, whatever turncoat, you know, got what was due to him. He did. Right. We got to see her strength and her daughter's strength and them making a decision that, hey, we're going to stand up. We're going to fight for what's right. Um, So, again, I don't think this is the last time we'll see these characters. I I have a strong feeling Silas and Jadis, at the very least, are going to show up in the Rick movies. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this today during lunch, but I know people are getting frustrated about the lack of news for the Rick movies. And I understand it. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like they're doing it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? To like kind yeah. of keep to keep the plot and to keep everything under vest so that when they hit us with it, it's like, oh my God. Because let's think about it in this way. So Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out next week. Yeah. And for months, the fans have been, they've been wanting trailers. They've been wanting this. They've been wanting news. They've been speculating about who's going to be in the movie and how it's going to play and all this other stuff to the point where now they're releasing so much stuff. It's like, 
can y'all we only have a week left i don't need another trailer on the 15th supposedly they're dropping a new trailer on the 15th i don't need another trailer the day before and guess what i only watched the first one like i don't need another right. one like so, I, I keep seeing people say oh it's not i'm not watching it because at that point you're giving away too much like let me be in the movie theater like oh my god I'm okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> so i kind of feel i kind of feel that way with the rick movies like because it's such a huge thing for this universe and for this story one i think they're keeping the details under wraps so as not to spoil people two i think that they're going to pull some of the characters from at least the world beyond into this movie mm-hmm. to help tell the story i mean they have to especially with jadis i was gonna say tell, yeah you can't tell the rick story without jadis especially if they're doing what what we did find out when they first announced these stories was that rick's movie or his story would pick up immediately from the last time we saw him mm-hmm. which means that he's going to be with jadis so i have mm-hmm. a feeling we will see that whole crm journey of jadis but also for rick as well because remember we've been speculating about rick we know he's alive we know he has something to do with the crm because we found his boots and a cell phone with drawings of his family on that boat and if you looked at the log sheet that michonne was looking at some of the locations where that ship has been were locations that we know the crm is at so i have a feeling they're gonna tie those stories in together so Mm -hmm. i know it's hard i'm being patient because i'm gonna tell you what i think too even though they're not saying it i have a feeling they've already started filming this movie and they're just not telling anybody that they're filming because what's going to happen if you tell people that the movie has started filming? You're going to have fans who are going to look for where they're filming. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to go to the filming locations. They're going to try to find out what information they can. Right. And then you have some people who will find out the information and will spoil that shit. They will yes. post it. I'm going to be honest. I'm curious about what they're doing. I don't want to know shit. I want to walk into the movie theater or wherever they do it, if they're going to play it on AMC or whatever. I want to sit there in my pajamas with my snacks and my glass of wine. Like, oh, what they're about to show. Oh my God. Casey, look, look what they do. <laughs> That's how I want to be. I really don't want to have any spoilers. I don't want to know any information. Now, once they start releasing the information, I'm probably going to change. Be like, oh, look, there's Rick for the first time in what three years that we've seen him so or four years almost so i probably changed my thoughts on that and you know the only thing i care about michonne which is she gonna be in it where she at where she (laughs) right but okay (laughs) so we don't usually read a lot of spoilers or you know fan theories or whatever because and this is one of the things that i do not just with this show with any show Anytime I know we're going to talk about it on the podcast, I try not to look at anything else anybody else has put out there because I don't want it to affect how I think or my initial reactions. Because sometimes I'll think one way and then I read somebody else's theory and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. We just did the same thing with Hawkeye. We talk, we're talking about uh, the Disney Plus show Hawkeye. So we had our theories and we had our opinions about the fourth episode. And then Mike came up with this theory. And at first I was like, I don't think that makes sense. And then as I'm editing the show, 
and I'm watching the episode in the background, I'm starting to look more at facial reactions and how a couple of characters, like how they act around each other. And I'm like, wait, Mike may have been right. Oh, okay. But see, I don't want to, I don't generally want to do that because then you start getting some of these way out there theories. Yeah. And then we start thinking, oh, but what if this can happen? What if that can happen? But I don't want to do that. Because then you start going down this road. And next thing you know, I'm going to be talking about The Walking Dead saying Mephisto confirmed like Mike does. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. But, but when it comes to these Rick movies, I feel like we are going to see a little bit more crossing over. Mm-hmm. between the other shows i don't know about fear the walking dead yet because technically speaking in that timeline they're still a couple of years behind where the main show is so i'm not sure how that would line up but i really want to see characters from all three of these shows kind of interacting and coming together yeah i, I just need it's to happen I just or it probably know. will happen yeah I, mean, I, because I just need to know where ricky is at this point they have intertwined so much you know what i mean at at this point Mm -hmm. because the way you know how jadis was talking about rick when she was fighting with hug and then it's so many so many things that we know that are happening in the main show and then when we watch one of the other spinoffs we're like oh oh i know who they're talking about yeah okay yeah that okay oh yeah yeah so when you start when you start getting caught up on fear the walking dead you're gonna be messaging me you're gonna be like oh my god oh my god. yeah yeah because with yeah. fear the walking dead especially it. it's you like, know what i mean i already mm-hmm. feel it so to have a movie whether it's just about rick or the the world as a whole at that point mm-hmm. because there are gonna be things that are going to tie in no matter what mm-hmm. no matter what the same way they took characters from walking and sent them to fear people are gonna be showing up so at some point mm-hmm. all of these timelines are going to converge to current and people are going to mix and mingle and because i still world. think at some point there's going to be some kind of conflict between the crm and the commonwealth absolutely i still feel like that's gonna happen because the crm is gonna want to know how are you guys doing this without us you know the commonwealth has fifty thousand people and even though it's not two hundred thousand, we've said this before that's still a lot of folk it is like how did you do that how and they're not getting resources from anybody else not that we know of anyway but not that we know of not that we know of but this model can work for the other cities that you burn to the ground. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how, how are mm-hmm. y'all doing that? Right. <laughs> so let's talk about some of these characters because again, I have to say, Huck. Called <laughs> it. I told you she wasn't one hundred percent on board, and the more she started finding out about the shit the CRM was doing, she was like hold up this is not what i signed up for i didn't sign up for y'all killing innocent people by the hundreds of thousands i didn't sign up for that and then trying to justify it 
and trying to silence people. Yeah, I knew just looking at the way she was taking some of that stuff in. I was like, yeah, Hook is going to turn. There's no way. Because what the CRM is doing, mm-mm. she's not, that's not what she signed up for. And like, you know, like we saw in those subsequent episodes, when they talk about her sacrifice, the things that she did, the things we saw she did, she let them break her arm and Girl. she her face up to make it seem like she had been, she went through so much. Who Break my, hell no. I don't care what I did. Why your mama egging you up is for the, break, let me break your damn arm. Because I'm the one jacked up over here. So, Elizabeth. <laughs> so, at some point. The scapegoat. Right. But, I mean, I felt bad for it. her, but she deserved it. Because you put this organization above your, above your child. You sacrificed your relationship with your daughter in order to further the CRM's mission or their cause. You put your daughter in danger. And for what? For her to end up dead and your ass in jail for treason. Because here's the thing. When Jadis came and sat down next to Elizabeth and she was like, I'm sorry for your loss. I was trying to tell them to take her alive. (laughs) Yeah, but she didn't give you a choice. I understand it. No, that's the person who killed your daughter sitting next to you talking about we tried to bring her in alive no bitch you did not you did not but here's you want to death i felt like at the end even though i know hook needed that satisfaction before she died she should have kept her mouth shut about that damn watch and she should have let jadis go up and why would you give this bitch enough time to get away because in their reality they didn't see the incredibles and they didn't see syndrome talk about monologuing I say this every time that happens. Y'all didn't watch The Incredibles. Y'all didn't listen to Syndrome. Syndrome says, stop monologuing. There is no way you needed to tell her about that watch and say something about you're about to be reunited with your dad. Because Jadis could have taken that last part, the part about her being reunited with her dad as As her dying. Right. But when you mention the watch and you see the watch is gone, Jadis is military. She knows you about to set a fucking timer. Why would you tell her that and give her time to leave? I was so mad. I was crying watching this scene because I didn't want Huck to die. You know, I never, Huck in the first season, yes, we looked at her as a traitor, but the more we got to know her in the second season, and we talked about this, those first couple episodes that we did do, I said, I feel like she's caught between a rock and a hard place. I feel like this is not really what she wanted to do. Like she cared about all of them. She cared about Felix. And even when she saw Elton, the first thing she said, it's good to see you, kid. And I think at that point, everybody knew, okay, you know what? Huck is not what we thought. She thought she was doing something right. I mean, think about all the people that we deal with in this Walking Dead universe. And I Mm -hmm. think the one thing that most people forget is when you're talking about people and their morals or you're talking about them doing what's right or what's wrong, you are still using this real life mentality. We've never Mm -hmm. been through a zombie apocalypse. We've never been through what those shows go through. So we don't know how we would change. 
you know, and right. I'm not talking about just Huck. I'm talking about the Negans. I'm talking about Rick because Rick has done some shady shit too under the guise of keeping his family safe. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we don't, a lot of times we don't question that because at this point in a zombie apocalypse, it is about survivability. Yeah. Right. How you do that is going to be different from group to group. Rick and his group, there have been times when they have gone out with the mission of saving other people. There have been times where parts of that group, they're like, we're not helping nobody else because we've had it bite us in our ass. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The whole thing with the saviors. All of that came about because they were trying to help Gregory, but they were also trying to help themselves. Right. And they just happened to have to make a deal with Gregory and his shady behind. And it caused them to compromise on a lot of things that they did. You know what I'm saying? With Negan. Negan has some shitty ways about him. But if you look at his origin story and the way he was, Negan was probably just a crap character as far as, you know, he wasn't faithful to his wife and he was a liar. But he was a teacher. He cares about kids. I mean, that's obvious. We see that with the way he is with Lydia, with the way he is with Judith. He cares about kids, you know, as most educators do. So I think we have to stop saying, oh, this is right. This is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Dealing with our mentality, because again, we haven't had to go through those hardships. Those characters have to make tough decisions because those decisions can literally be life or death on a short-term basis and on a long-term basis. Huck thought she was doing the right thing for the CRM so that eventually everybody can survive because if you think about the way the crm talk they think about the future a hundred years down the line that's what they're thinking of they're not really thinking about present day they're thinking present day oh okay we can sacrifice here in order to make room or to make things better there right but if y'all ain't surviving now a hundred years from the future ain't gonna matter because now with your mentality you have eliminated a hundred thousand people that literally had no choice. They had no say in the matter. And now other people have found out what you've done. And instead of trying to help you reach your goal, which you could have done through some talking, some negotiations, some whatever. Now their goal is, okay, we're going to stop you and we're going to steal your resources and use them for other things in order to do this the right way. And now you've got issues. Because if the Civic Republic as a whole finds out what their military did in their name, that's going to be some shit. Because the Civic Republic is going to try to discipline them. But you're talking about the military. They have all the strategists. They have all the weapons. Right. What are you going to do against them? It's just, it's one of I mean, I guess my thought would be like, okay, granted, the CRM has helped in, like, say, for Portland, for instance. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have their own in-home military. I'm sure they, ha- not on, of course, not on the level of the CRM. Mm-hmm. But, so just like with Iris going there and warning them, so to say, you know, to be prepared for what the main campus is, is planning, they may still have their own defense where it may not be on the level as the main CRM, but they are able to protect themselves. Because if you think about it, Portland is nowhere near any of these other colonies. You know what I mean? I was thinking about like, y'all are walking literally across the country. 
literally across the country. You're walking from the East Coast to the West Coast. I kept sitting here trying to figure out like, okay, so is there another Portland in the area that I don't know about? Because you know how you have some states that have the same city names. So I was like, but if they're just saying Portland, they got to be talking about Oregon. No, they, they meant Oregon. That's they, they went cross country. But here's the other thing. This was, okay, so we got off on a tangent. I'm sorry. This was, no, this was my fault because of course I, I start talking, but I read something somewhere that the group that Michonne joined at the end of her episode uh-huh. may have been reinforcements from Portland. I was like, how did y'all come up with that? Well, one damn, because they was in Bloodworth Island, which is Georgia. Was that considered Georgia for them? Or what, what? I think Blood, uh, no, Bloodworth Island is off. I want to say it's off the New Jersey coast, I think. Uh, okay. But um, I know that they were all in that kind of northeastern part of area. Because if that's the case, they, hell, they went cross country too. Mm-hmm. They were coming back. That's what, that's what I think I read. Because the other thing that confused me was when they started, when I read the thing about the Civic Republic being in Philadelphia, I got confused because I was like, isn't that where they got princess from? So wouldn't she have known or wouldn't they have seen? But from what somebody replied to me was princess is from Philadelphia, but I don't think she was in Philadelphia when they came across her. So I was like, oh, okay. So that, that would make sense. But I know that they've been trying to keep those particular cities and those people and storylines separate. So it confused me because I was like, if there's a city of 200,000 in Philadelphia and Princess was in Philadelphia, why was she off to by herself? By herself. So obviously she was somewhere else. But again, you have all of these communities are near enough to each other that you have to be, there's got to be some kind of meetup at some point. You're talking right. Virginia, you're talking Philadelphia. Um, Hope and Dr. Bennett and all of them, um, or the CRM, they were in, no, that was actually in, uh, they were in Ithaca, New York, because remember they're down, they're not too far from Cornell. So they're in Ithaca. And then, yeah, you had Omaha and you had, uh, you know, all of that. So they're all like kind of sort of in the same area. Mm. So... I don't know. At some point, they've got a crossover, and I think that's probably going to happen with the Rick movies because the, there's no way you can tell me that we just end on that note and not know what happened to these characters, because the way that they created this story, as far as their involvement in bringing down the CRM for the most part, or at least that facility, you can't have this group of kids come through and fuck everything up. And then just set them off to the sunset and we don't know anything else that happens to them. Right. One, the CRM is not going to let that stand. Or at least I should say Jadis is not going to let that stand because obviously she's taking Elizabeth's place. She's working right. her way up the ladder. Right. Jadis is not going to let that stand. And then you have to think about it. Jadis knows there's another community out there. She knows the Virginia community is out there. I don't think she's going to mess with them, though, because they took her in when she lost everything. I do feel like, like I said, 
we see Jadis has a huge thing about loyalty. Okay. Mm -hmm. She turned on Huck because Huck turned on the CRM. But when she brought Rick in, she would use Rick to get safe passage just into the city, as she says. And then once she saw what they were doing and what their goals were, that's when she decided, this is what I need to be a part of. But she says it. And we all know she's talking about Rick, even though she never mentions him by name. She had someone that she used to gain access to the city, to be brought into the city. She told them that he was a B because if she had told them that he was an A, they would have let him die and then used him as one of their test subjects. And she says that she saw him, you know, she saw a strong person become vulnerable, but that she owed him because he saved her at a time when he didn't have to you know Mm -hmm. so we know that she is about loyalty she's Mm -hmm. not going to turn in the alexandrian group because they took her in when she lost everything even after she betrayed them they still took her in and then she's using father gabriel's last name as her last name you didn't notice that did you when she came in and she saw huck for the first time Huck addressed her as what first officer Stokes or something like that. Yeah, Stokes uh-huh. is Gabriel's last name. <laughs> so she's gonna leave them alone now, unless it gets to a point where if she feels like they may have resources that the CRM needs, which at this point they probably they they probably need more soldiers because um our group took down quite a lot of their soldiers. She might try to go to them then, but we already know our people are headed towards the Commonwealth. So that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I I feel like we have to see those characters at some point. If it's not in fear. It is because they they just left too much unanswered. Mm -hmm. And especially with the after- after scene credit after credit scene (laughs) okay let's talk about that let's talk about it so we get an after credit scene and this person is in this dusty warehouse looking place she goes into a locker she pulls out some old hard drives plugs it into a laptop and who do we see up here on the screen but dr fucking jenner from the first season, the CDC doctor who was looking for a cure. Another tie-in. So it's interesting because we see this was apparently a recorded message that he sent. And they are in France because there's uh, this person who is sitting at the table. She apparently is a doctor or a scientist. And someone comes in with a gun at her. And he starts speaking to her in French. And they start speaking back and forth in French. So apparently those doctors were at some kind of convention in the States when everything went down. Now, I'm not sure of everything. And again, they have to tell us about this now, you know, but the conversation that the guy with the gun and this scientist had, it seemed like he was trying to say that the French scientists were responsible for this outbreak or for whatever it is that that turns the zombies again they have you can't throw something like that at us and not give us more information so we have to find something out but the interesting thing about that 
is he shoots the doctor and then he leaves and he locks her in this room he ain't gone a minute not a minute not uh a minute two minutes you start hearing her breathe like she's a walker first of all i need to go back and rewatch this scene because somebody questioned it because they felt like he shot her in the head and she reanimated i was like i don't think he shot her in the head somebody said that that's what happened so i'm like y'all finna change the fucking rules on us now because Did he shoot her in the head? That, that's what that's what I read somewhere. I need to go and look. But anyway, oh, I to go look right now. <laughs> she gets up and she looks up and she kind of looks and gets up, turns around, runs towards the door, bumps into the door so hard that she puts a dent in it and she starts banging on the door. Now, this was the thing that got to me when I watched this scene. If you look at her behavior her body language very closely she looks like she woke up as a walker she looked at her hands and went it's almost like she went huh and it's almost like she was cognizant enough to realize that she was a walker and she turned around and ran towards the door she didn't walk she ran she ran she ran and started banging on the door like let me out no 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 I feel like whatever it was that they were working on, you know, and there's something that happens in Fear the Walking Dead this season too. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's a character who has a walker and they're using this walker to try to find something because they think that there's something remaining of the person from before. And I'm wondering if this was something the French doctors were working on, like trying to find a way to maybe reverse what happens with the uh-huh. um with the virus or whatever but i felt like that scientist knew when she woke up that she was cognizant enough to know oh shit i'm a walker no 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 this can't be happening that's how i interpreted it are you watching it in the background now i am <laughs> you see my face look I, at the I way I can't tell if she shot in the head though, because he shoots and she kind of slumped. Mm-hmm. So you can't really see where he shot her. You can't, but look at the, the way, way she up. look at the way she reanimates. Yeah, she came up like this. And yeah, she's she went like this. Like, like, huh? Yeah. And then she, she turns around and she runs towards the door and she starts banging, like, let me out, let me out. Walkers don't do that. They don't do that. First of all, the damn show don't run, not in this universe. Now we saw them early on, like first season, be able to like turn doors. Because she's like beating. Yes, ma'am. She is beating like, let me out, let me out, let me out. Yes. Walkers don't do that. They don't do that. At all. At all. But you remember, if you go back to season one, episode maybe one or two, mm-hmm. when Morgan was supposed to shoot his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe she turned the door down. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. At the beginning, they moved faster. They could turn doorknobs. They could climb because I feel like they they still had part of their humanity there. Now, as it's gotten longer and longer, and I guess the the whatever it is that triggers that change once they die, as it as the years have gone by, we've seen them. They move slower. 
they're not as mobile they can't climb you know supposedly they can't climb stairs and stuff anymore but apparently they still can i don't know because think about it indiana's house they had to come up the stairs to get to deanna yeah now i don't know if maybe they were tripping on the stairs and finding ways to climb and then getting back i I don't know because we didn't see that much but supposedly these these walkers are not supposed to retain any of that their path right so this little end credit scene opens up a whole shitload of questions because i really want to know did she realize what she was at that point like i realize she's a scientist so maybe her brain works a little bit differently but still she seemed like she knew that she had changed and she was upset about it like oh my god i i I died and now i'm this no 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 i can't do this that's the way i looked at that scene yeah because she didn't get up and just start like idly walking like most walkers do like they get up and number one she got up too fast she got up like she wasn't most walkers you shoot them I mean, most people, they die, they kill. Remember uh, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, time, how long it took to reanimate. Uh, this one has time, how long mm-hmm. it takes for people to reanimate. And then it, it ain't 30 seconds. It, it, none of them have had that record. I mean, think and about then, it. Amy, um, um, Andrea's sister, it took her hours. Hours. Yeah. So I think one of the, one, it varies there is no specific time like for everybody you know everybody (laughs) takes a couple hours I think I mean it could have to do with different things it could have to do with their brain function because you know everybody has different levels of intelligence maybe that has something to do with how quickly they reanimate you know maybe it has to do with other factors health factors genetic factors though all of those things or maybe because you know they were all at this convention or whatever they took something that's what i was thinking too because they were there you know we don't know what the convention was but obviously it it was right around all this right but here's the other thing too that that little scene does answer our question as far as whether or not this happened in other countries because right. remember, we didn't know, aside from United States and Mexico, we didn't know anything else. And Mexico, right. of course, is connected to the United States by a piece of land. So we were like, right. okay, so for people who are overseas, is this happening too? Like, how did everybody get this, this one gene or whatever it is so that whenever they die, they change? How the hell is right. that in every single person? that's living and it had to have been a recent thing because all of this stuff started happening at a particular point right so there had to be something maybe it was that particular convention maybe they had people there and they were but no because like at the beginning of fear it was the girl who was on the drugs died right but that's what i'm saying maybe Maybe this convention, if they had scientists and everything coming from all over the world, maybe it was something that happened there. Like you said, maybe they took something or whatever. Something happened somewhere so that everybody everywhere is affected. Like it has to be airborne then. That's the only way. See, that's the other thing. They they have to answer these questions for us at some point. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause there's no way for everybody everybody to get babies, uh, you know, kids. It has to be airborne. Mm-hmm. But hell, our our Nick and his girl was in a church doing drugs. So, you know, what? Because they, you know, fear is the beginning mm-hmm. when when the beginning. Right. So what were they doing? Nobody did anything other than Nick going to the hospital. Maybe when Nick went to the hospital. Remember when he got hit by the car? Mm-hmm. Everybody was in the hospital then. Right. And then so then subsequently everybody who they've come in contact with after that is now infected. Mm-hmm. I don't you know. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Those are those are things like well, once they get to the point where they are wrapping up everything, all of these questions should be answered. Mm-hmm. Like everything, we should have an answer to everything. But we don't even know when that's gonna happen because they've still got stuff planned for the next few yeah. years yeah so we might be so, 10 years down the road before we find i hope it's not gonna be that long but i mean because as much as i love the walking dead universe don't make me wait another 10 years before i find out how this shit started don't do that well, we, uh, sure. Sure. we're gonna see though you know how they like playing with us they feel like hey y'all done stuck in 10 years for the walking dead yeah, I stick around for a ten more years. I don't want to wait another ten years. I want to know would. now. I w- but you would. I would. I would. <laughs> but I don't want to have to. Give me some answers now, damn it! They gonna sprinkle it on you. They gonna salt bay you. Like it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Oh, here goes something over here. Here go a little movie for you. Here go another spinoff. Here go. That's what they're going to do to us for the next 10 years. <laughs> and we're going to be right there for it. I just know it better not be 10 years before we find out what happened to Rick and Michelle. I I, I need a Grimes family reunion. Let's see what year we in. We in 2021 going into 2022. I say by 2024, we should have a movie. Halloween 2024. I'm calling it right now. Halloween 2024. They announced the movies three years ago. I'm not, no. They cannot, no. Halloween 2024. You about to give me a headache. <laughs> Halloween. I do not want to wait till 20. I, I'm and they're going to wait till Halloween. They can't do that because I'm telling you now, they're already losing a significant portion of the fan base. Because okay, so Halloween 2023. That's still you. How about Halloween 2022? Yeah. I, need a, I need a Rick Grimes movie next year. They better give us some Rick Grimes nuggets or something. 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 So I know they're talking about doing like this anthology series. And I think some of the stories are supposed to be like prequel stories or something like that. I heard rumors that they're bringing Lori back for that. So we may mm-hmm. see some rick Lori, shane stuff i would love to see that but i, mean, I need to but, know present time like what is rick Grimes you know doing now like does my he have new my- boots does he have new boots on whatever mission the crm has to in order to take off the shoes he has to and the other thing is is he still the same rick grimes that we remember or did or has he drank the crm kool-aid too i seriously doubt it I seriously doubt it, but but no. they could have brainwashed him. I mean, think about it. He was grievously injured. No. They they could have they could have brainwashed him or something. I, I don't know because I just 
especially if he knows that Michonne and Judith are still out there. Because think about it, that little picture that we saw on the cell phone, again, that was Judith in present day with the long hair and with the, um, the sheriff hat on. You cannot tell me that Rick is looking at that, seeing that his little girl is alive and is not doing everything that he can to try to get back to her. Now, we know how the CRM is and that the CRM, I will say this from Fear the Walking Dead, the CRM, they don't take deserters lightly. They will hunt you down and they will kill you. So I don't know, maybe he's staying away to protect them because if the CRM feel, feels like he's going to try to go back, they can go get him. Because think about it, the CRM knows where uh, the general vicinity of where they were because right. they were communicating with Jadis and they had to set the helicopter down to pick them up. So, you know, they asked questions, you know, they probably asked Jadis, are these people a threat to us? Right. So they know that they're there. They probably know Rick has a wife and a child there too. And yes, I'm saying wife because let me tell you, there has been so much ugliness in the TWD fandom on, on Twitter the last few days, you know, just a lot of Michonne hate for various reasons. And, you know, some people are like, oh, Michonne, you know, she was just a baby mama. She was just a hoe. She was just his whatever, whatever, because they felt like because they weren't quote unquote legally married, that that wasn't his wife. And then somebody posted a video clip of, I guess, like an interview or a convention where they were all coming on stage. And when Denai comes on the stage, Andrew Lincoln says, look there, my TV wife, isn't she beautiful? And I was like, okay, he says she's TV wife. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> but anyway, getting away from that. But yeah, you can't tell me that he wouldn't be trying to fight to get back to them unless he's trying to keep them safe. Right. And even then, I feel like he's still trying to figure out, okay, so let me try to figure out how I can get out of whatever situation I'm in, in order to go do such and such. But something tells me, I feel like if the people that Michonne did meet up with are from Portland, and they are going to the CR so that they can either report what the CRM is doing, or if they're going to fight the CRM. Something tells me Michonne is going to be on that side and Rick is going to be on the CRM side and they're going to see each other. And then Rick's going to be like, oh, that's my cue. I'm out. But I have a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling he's probably being forced to fight for the. He's probably being forced to fight for the CRM right now. And I mean, they saved his life. So he's probably like, OK, a little what I got to do. And they're not going after my family. So let me just stay here and do whatever. But it's been six years, Rick. Come on now. And he didn't even know about RJ. So you got a whole kid in this world. Oh, or you already had a kid. Well, technically, you have your own whole kid in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% your baby. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm sorry. I still feel like Judah might be actually his. She had too much like him and Carl. Mm-mm. But hmm. I think that's just how she was raised. Mm, yeah. So let's see. Oh, what I was going to say about the anthology series. Yes. I don't see that it might last a season, maybe. Yeah, I think Only it's going to be limited episodes, probably. Yeah. Only because it's for certain people, you have to have certain other people for it to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Lori wasn't around when Carl was 
a big ass man you know what i mean she was there when he was a little kid Mm -hmm. and how do you replay that without using recycled clips and you know what i mean how how do you do that because the all the people that we lost are are tied into someone else Mm -hmm. you know what i mean short of who you know, maybe like T Dog, maybe his pre story. Yeah. Because his main or person Sasha was, and, was um, and Tyrese. Tyrese. But even Carol, still, even. So, yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. So, so it'd be hard. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm sure they find a way to pull it off, but I just don't see that realistically lasting more than a season or yeah. two. You know, without other people would have to play the parts of people that we know. Yeah. And then you're gonna be looking. Like, then, then you're biased at that point because look, that ain't girl, that ain't rich, that ain't, you know. Mm-hmm. You got all these people who have now moved the hell on and are doing other things, you know. So yeah. you want me to come back to The Walking Dead to what? You know. Well, I mean, <laughs> Madness is coming back, so. <laughs> Please don't get me excited. I just hope she don't get on my nerves. That's that's like my only hope. That same, same. Because when I when I saw the announcement, I was like, "Oh, okay." But you know, I when I saw it, I was like, <laughs> "I've never fully believed her character was dead." No, but you know, them bringing her back in now, and that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that once you get fully caught up with Fear the Walking Dead, but. Yeah, I have some thoughts about it, but yeah, my 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 number one thing is, if you're bringing her in, I hope it's going to add to the narrative, and I think it is because of certain conflicts that are taking place on the show now. Um, so it'll add to the narrative. I think it'll make things a little bit more interesting. But yeah, please don't come in and get on my nerves like you did before, because. Because I was just girl. starting to, I was just starting to be okay with her character when they killed her off, and I was like, "Oh, y'all kill her off now!" Like, okay, so we'll. She see. was becoming less irritating. She'd been under a, a, a dumpster for all these episodes. <laughs> no, the, I I know some of the speculation about where she's been and stuff like that. So we'll talk about that once you get caught up, but yes ma'am yeah I, I do have some things to say about that show and her coming back so yeah we'll we'll, we'll try to find some time to talk about that before it comes back. yes we will um because i think it's coming back it's coming back in april so for oh the, i'll be caught up yeah so you should be caught up by then yeah I'll be caught up by but um let's see what else do we need to talk about for world beyond so let's talk about the babies why race. they do percy like that why they do percy like that because why why why, why? Because I, I mean, feel she didn't like no tethers anyway, but still. Well, I. So here's my feelings on that, because I feel like I feel like Iris could have either gone with Percy or she could have gone with Silas. Me personally, I ship her with Silas. I think they're a better fit together, and I feel like. In some ways, I feel like they put her together with Percy because Percy was the trying to think of how to put it percy was the pretty boy in oh, he was the bad boy that too but i feel like oh aesthetically he was pretty yeah in, in that sense you know thinking about how 
how Hollywood and how, you know, certain ideas about who people should be with. And, you know, Silas was always looked at as like an outsider and he's different and he has this weird past and his behavior is different. You know, I've heard some people say that, you know, he could have been like autistic or on that spectrum. And it, I felt like before Percy entered the show, you could almost see where it was supposed to be like an Iris and Silas pairing because you can tell that they both care for each other. And I do know that I think Silas's feelings for Iris are a little more obvious, but I feel like Iris had feelings for Silas too. And you can see it when she talks to him, when she hugs him, when she, she really does care about him. But then Percy comes up and she's all smitten with him and he's doing the things, you know, he's like, giving her artwork and doing all these things and I just felt like why I don't know it just that whole pairing just never felt right to me I felt like they were no I felt like they were doing it because that was like the standard or what would be considered quote-unquote normal as far as a relationship goes her and Silas were too different and with his background and his history I felt like I, I don't know. It just felt like to me, they were pushing her and Percy more, but I felt like Iris should have been with, if she was going to be with anybody, you know, again, this is not a show where they really need to be focusing on relationships, but they are teenagers and they're at that age where they want to start exploring. I really felt like there was more of a connection between her and Silas. And I feel like there still is that connection between her and Silas. But, you know, of course, they've got to go their separate ways so they can grow in different ways. So if they come back together, maybe things will work out better that way. But the whole person thing just, I don't know, it just always felt a little forced to me, you know, not saying anything against the character because I like the character. He was very sweet to Iris and I like what they did with the character. But as far as like putting them two together, it just, again, it felt very weird. It felt a little forced to me. I liked it. But even, I mean, I liked it, but I like her and Silas better. But yeah, they did they did his ass wrong. Y'all to have to, sh- and, and then shot him in, you know. In I'm the sh- head, girl. He couldn't say bye. He couldn't say I love you. He couldn't. You know, when I saw her go over to him and he had that hole in his head, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Starship Troopers. Have you ever seen that movie? With the puppets? No, with the big bugs. It's a science fiction, oh. okay, science fiction movie from back in the, I think it was early 90s. Great movie. It's like one of those campy um, science fiction flicks. But they have these bugs from a planet and these bugs are really, really smart. They look like like the, um, the main ones. They look like big brains. And basically what they do is they, they put stick a pincer in your head and they suck your brains out. And they learn everything they need to know from what they absorb from your brains. So there is like when when they pick up the dead people, there are like these perfectly symmetrical holes in their heads from where their brains were sucked out. That's what this reminded me of. I was like, y'all didn't have to suck Percy's brain. (laughs) But two, it was one of those things where I felt like they were really just trying to show us, okay, yes, he's dead, dead. Like he's not coming back as a walker. Like they didn't even give him that. He was just dead, dead. And I was just like, damn. Girl, I was looking at that. I was like, like, damn. I was like, oh, Iris is about to burn 
everything down. Everything down. What? And I really thought she was going to let uh, Hope shoot um, whoever it was. I forgot who it was that. Bill Mason. Yes. I really thought I, I was going to let her shoot him. But he didn't have anything to do with that, that poor gullible boy. He was just like, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all doing? That poor gullible boy. I'm just saying, you know, but he was like, my father, my father would have never, dude, shut up. Your daddy, the main one, who, who idea you think this is? But anyway, I'll wait. but yeah, so, um, rest in peace, Percy. That was a horrible way to go, but <laughs> Yeah, I was I was not happy about the fact that he got killed. But I mean, realistically, I knew some people were going to die because you can't have a show about a zombie apocalypse and about war and betrayal and this type of thing without somebody dying. I honestly thought one of the four was going to die. I really? didn't want that. I didn't want them, but I felt like I was like it would seem too obvious if they make all of them live because in what world does that probability exist? But then I thought about, I was like, no, it would be too obvious if they killed one of them. Like, yeah, let's give them an ending where all four survive. Yeah. And all four are okay. You know, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, Elton did lose his arm, but he's alive. And that was in my mind when he got bit. I'm like, please, please let them know to cut his arm off. Please let them know to cut his arm off. I'm going to tell you this, because you're not caught up. I can't say who, but the, but the night that Elton lost his arm, the night that that episode aired, somebody else in Fear the, Fear the Walking Dead also lost an arm that same night. I was like, what is this the left arm? We're taking the left arm night? What? Like, so now we have a character on all the shows we got Elton, we, our- <laughs> we got the person on Fear the Walking Dead, and we have Aaron. I was like, everybody, what is this left arm is just <laughs> gaunt, but he's alive. He seems healthy, and he's he's on the trip with Iris to go to Portland. And his boo. Where is boo? I know. Okay. And the, the other crazy thing was they left without escorts because Felix and Will stayed behind to guard the scientists. I was like, oh, look at you, Iris, being all grown up. With little puppy, too. With that little puppy. I know. And yes, I will say this, like, Felix and Will, I stand them so hard. Oh, my God, I love them. (laughs) Love, love, love them. But yeah, um, I'm glad that Dr. Bennett was not as gullible as I thought he was going to be because the way that they were setting him up with uh, Lila, I was like, oh, he's going to be one of those. Oh no, she's not such a, but no, his daughters came to him and they told him what they thought. And he was like, okay, they put a plan together. And then when she revealed herself to be her true colors, he didn't bat an eyelash and being like, oh yeah, we're done. When they kill her, he was like, she didn't get killed because of such such. She got killed because she was stupid or whatever it was. He said, I was right. like, oh, he ain't shedding no tears over this bitch. He was like, oh. Okay. Not a one. I said, oh, okay. That was interesting because I expected them to be like, oh my, I can't believe she betrayed me and this and that. Oh no. Leo was like, I, right. 
like once he realized what she was doing and she told him you know she told him her story which was sad but it also like it was one of those things where she really again she thought she was doing the right thing because she saw what happened to her husband and her daughter and then to find out that she experimented on them trying to i was like "Mm -mm." you're a weirdo Weird. That's, that's a level because of obsession if, that's just I ain't trying if my wife dies, I'm sorry I'm just gonna stick you in the head and and I'm I can't fuck with you no more right like, <laughs> like you're sitting there with them in the house doing all these experiments on on them and then you're like it, it got to a point where they weren't my husband and daughter anymore because I had to you know I had to make sure that what I was doing was gonna save other people so that they don't end up like I'm sorry that's still your daughter and your husband. I mean, even the governor sat there with his daughter combing her ponytails. <laughs> and her straight jacket with her muzzle on. I'm just saying. But, you know, I guess her being <sighs> a scientist, sometimes when you're a doctor, you're a scientist, you know, they they say some people have to disconnect that, that portion of their brain because other than that, they get too emotionally involved. And they can't be objective. Okay, I understand that, but you took that shit to extremes, dear. Ugh. But that's okay because she ended up becoming her own creation. And then got her head bashed in by a door. Girl, that's just at, at least one walker on every show gets the head bashed in by a door. Mm-hmm. At least one. Yep. At least. But um and it has to be hope. Oh, CRM. I'm just Okay, so you know their their main headquarters is gone now. Their gas that they were oh, going to use. The question I have, yes, because we don't we we know there is a time jump of some sort. Because how long does it take to travel from one coast to the next coast? On foot. On foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course now they. I guess I want to assume they're at the school. The scientists are at the school because they like they have a full fledged lab. Did they make that in the mall? They are. Uh, I think they made it in the mall. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because they were talking about how the um, I think Iris was saying something about how it's safe, and she was like, Cornell is down the you know down the way, so you can get equipment from there. Because I would assume Cornell is probably run over run over just like you know in the main show when they went to the uh i think it was a veterinary school when they were trying to find medicine so i'm assuming it's probably run over but they were probably able to go in and get a few things you know it's only a few of them they can probably get in a little bit easier now getting all of that stuff out i i don't know how obviously they have to have some vehicles and i i'm guessing they still have the vehicles that they took from the CRM, maybe they were able to fix things. And then, of course, the CRM pretty much being destroyed, they can probably still go back and scavenge a couple of things because the CRM would have, um, you know, would have abandoned. So you think they left their colony? Who, the CRM? Because my, yeah, because my thought is they are wherever they are. Y'all, so y'all don't stop looking for them? Oh, no, they probably are still looking for them. But, you know, um, they have to regroup because they basically destroyed that campus. They, you know, right. they, they, they took all the scientists. They took a lot of the important, um, you know, documents. 
documents Research. and they took yeah. i think they took some of the the probably some of the samples so there's not much le left for them on that campus and then of course it's it's been run over because they led all of those walkers there so there's not much they can do there that's right yeah that's right okay because i'm so looking at that like so y'all just chilling you know ain't y'all not looking for them anymore it, it that is no longer the mission to bring the scientists back y'all are content with letting them be where they are i guess but i guess if they feel like they're still continuing their work then leave them be i guess i don't know i don't know but that was my thought like y'all y'all just like ain't, ain't worried at all like nobody has any worry that these people are going to come back and find us i think they probably need to focus more at this point about portland because if portland finds out what they did to omaha and they decide like you said they probably have their own weapons cache there and they probably right. have a small military presence that is not necessarily uh loyal to the crm right so they might be preparing to mobilize and that would be something they would need to focus on the crm because now if portland comes after them they're not going to come after them in ithaca they're going to come after them in philadelphia if they figure out where it is because right. apparently the location you know nobody knows but if right. they can figure it out so i don't yes. know but again, they can't leave us with these kind of cliffhangers. They have to tell us something. So I, I, I feel like it's going to come in the Rick movies whenever we get the Rick movies. Ben, I'd be no 20, damn 2024 or no, <laughs> no, no ma'am. Mm -mm. And then I don't know, maybe we'll see something on the main show having to do with the Commonwealth, but I don't know because we only have 16 episodes left with the main show we know that our people are headed going to be headed towards the commonwealth sometime during the next arc uh, because i'm gonna be honest um the thing with the uh reapers i don't think that's gonna last long maybe one episode maybe two i don't yeah. think it's gonna last too long because you know and i was thinking about it after we recorded the mid-season finale i was like you know in a way that was a letdown because you know the way and i think we may have talked about it on on our show but the way that they dealt with pope and how quickly he was killed off because i'm like y'all made a whole lot of his motivation maggie dealing with maggie hunting down maggie trying to kill maggie like obviously maggie did something to him that made him hunt he still her. never found out what that was and we never found out about it now he's dead so even if we find out now it's kind of moot point because he's not here and leah gunning for daryl not maggie she, right exactly so it's kind of like what was the whole purpose of that so yeah i feel like they're probably going to deal with them in the first episode when when the show comes back yeah maybe a second episode Two. but yeah. i don't see that i don't see that lasting long because our people have got to get to the commonwealth now and then build up towards whatever the finale the final eight uh episodes are going to be about and i don't i don't know i just kind of i kind of wanted to have something to do with the crm and rick coming back even though they keep telling us we will not see rick but even if we were going to see Rick in the final eight episodes, are they really going to tell us that? No. Right. I don't want that anticipation kill. Right. 
I want to be surprised. I want to see Rick show up on my screen and scream my ass off. Ass out. And call you on the phone and be like, oh my God. That's what I want. So don't tell me if Rick is coming back in the lab. I know there are people who want to know. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't (laughs) want to know. Let me be surprised. Let me be surprised. So you'd be mm-hmm. surprised in 2023 <laughs> no you know you know i'm Mm-mm. telling the truth though i'm not claiming it i'm not claiming it if it's going to be 2023 it mm-hmm. has to be early 2023 i'll take 2023 over 2024 if you say 2024 i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mute you on that part of no i'm not doing 2024 2023 maybe but it's already been granted we got to take out we got to I mean, take out all, a year and a half because of the pandemic because nobody was filming nothing then so they still have time to put out a movie next year they still got time so it can happen in 2022 it could no, it can't. Yes, it can. no, it can. they have to be filming now I'm right telling now. you, they probably are filming now. We just don't know it. They can't tell the anybody because like we got fans who are fanatics who will show up and start posting shit. I don't want to know. Is, Deny is doing Black Panther. We, well, we're not talking about Deny. We're talking about Rick. Yeah, we talking about in order for in order for Rick, it has to be a Michonne. Okay. Yeah, but so, she can film her stuff later on. Oh, and then, well, let's be honest. Black Panther 2 is on hiatus right now because of Letitia Wright. So, Shut up. so Shut you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, she has time right now to be filming a Rick film if they are filming right now. So we can still get it in 2022. Nope, I'm not claiming oh. it. 2020, 2023 at minimum. At minimum. Whatever. They're going to have to do, you know how Marvel does their, their plan that she'll... 2021, May 2022, Mm-mm. 2022. Spirit of the Walking Dead, April 2022. Uh, world. Well, they'd have to call it World Beyond since this was the end of that. Um, Fear the Walking Dead, Beyond the World Beyond. <laughs> and and uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Carol and Daryl Road Trip, and you know anthology and with all these dates under it, and then put the fucking movie in there. Give us a a, a crumblet and watch it say. 2023 no 2024 i'm, I'm ignoring you right now um uh, what else we need to talk about for world beyond <laughs> I'm, I'm ignoring you um uh, you know i'm telling the truth huck and dennis were cute they were sweet yeah and at the end i just you know them making these plans and they're gonna go to the cr and you know warn them plan makers they was gonna die they was making plans they was gonna die i know but it, was still, it was still I mean, sad. Dennis was already dying. Hug. I, I saw when she sent them away. I said, oh, she can blow that shit up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt it too. I was like, why would you? Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, you go show him. 
really? I can tell him. Yeah. Yeah. But then I wasn't sure because when he left her, he left her like he was coming back. Like, if I think this is the last time I'm going to see my wife, I'm kissing her. Damn it. Or if right. he, but he didn't I think that I'm going to see my husband, I'm kissing him. He but, didn't come to that realization today was at the house. He That's where he came to it. Yeah. So he, in his mind, he is going to be back in 20 minutes. I think he knew. I think mm-hmm. he, I think he knew, he I, or I think he felt like it, like, but I feel like because of the way it seemed like he and Huck knew each other pretty well and could anticipate things. I think he knew not to make a big deal of it because neither one of them might've gone through with it. She might've been like, nope, I can't do this. Or he might've been like, nope, I can't do this, but yes. I know. I'm a a hopeless romantic. Let me have my romantic theories or whatever. (sighs) Let's see. What else? You see this face? Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, you know what? I I actually enjoyed this series a lot more than I thought I would at the beginning. Um, I think the characters, yeah, I think the characters were fleshed out really well, especially with the girls. Um, you know, and it was nice seeing young teenagers doing what they need to do to save the world and do it in a smart way for a change. You know, they had their moments, but like we said, they were sheltered more than the characters we're used to seeing in the Walking Dead shows. And yeah, I, I think they developed the characters really well. And like I said, I really hope that this is not the last time that we see them because I really would like to see the endlings again, all four of them. And, you know, their, their new counterparts and contemporaries. I would like to see these characters again. And I hope we don't have to wait until fucking 2024 in order to, to see them. We will. Shut up. Shut up. But um, anything else do we need? Did, did we forget anything? I think, I think we no. wrapped it up pretty, pretty decent. We did. I we did. I need to know what's going on with this scientist in, in France. I need to know what that deal was and where that's going to take us. Hello. Hopefully we'll see to have this. To have a smart-ass zombie. Uh, yeah. Game changer. Hello. Fast-ass. Strong-ass. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess hopefully we'll see what this means. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see them in the Rick movies or we'll see something else referenced in one of the other two shows or whatever else they have coming up to kind of give us an idea of where this story is going next but i know that they are planning to continue this walking dead universe for a few more years so we have some time to speculate and and guess and uh see what else everybody else is going so uh we have the main show coming back in february i think it is and then fear the walking Mm -hmm. dead comes back in april so we will be covering those uh hopefully casey will be caught up on fear the walking i will i will (laughs) so for the walking dead world beyond that's it for our show you can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at phantom hybrid we also have a youtube page that we are now posting videos to you can find us on youtube at phantom hybrid podcast 
You can listen to the Phantom Hybrid Podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.